Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 308 albums in his Pikes series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Steers and queers, tears for fears. John Muir, Norman Lear, the guy who runs the brand No Fear. Richard mm-hmm. Gere, drinkers of beer. People mm-hmm. with two or fewer ears. Members of our Patreon tiers. Eric Clapton's Heaven Tears. Spinal <laughs> Tap bassist Terry Shearer. Where the masturbating teachers. Here's the masturbating class. It's episode 86 of Getting okay. Head. A bucket cast! Oh my god, wow, look at that. We're already here to 86. 1986 is one of my favorite years. A lot of great thrash metal albums released that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Slayer's Rain and Blood. Mm -hmm. Dark Angels, Darkness Descends, an iconic record. There's a lot of riffs Uh, on that album. A lot of riffs. A lot of riffs. Some might say too many riffs. Shut the fuck up! Hey, there can be too many riffs. It can happen. Excuse me? (laughs) We're on a goddamn Buckethead podcast, Spencer. You yeah. take that bad that's attitude true. and get the fuck out of town, yeah, please. I can't be. I can't be. Jesus, a, can't be a riff truther here. It's not yeah. allowed. Yeah, um, you're riff pilled. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so eighty six in American English, and particularly in the food service industry, eighty six has become a slang term referring to an item being out of stock or discontinued, mm-hmm. and by extension, to a person no longer welcome on the premises. Yeah, like if you're kicked out of a bar, you're no longer welcome there. You're eighty six. In in grocery yeah. terms, they call that uh-huh. officially trespassed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, probably fair. Yeah. Um. This, uh, okay, so 86 is the code for international direct dial phone calls to China. Interesting. But tell me about the ISBN uh, number. What, what it, doesn't, it doesn't say on, on, on Wikipedia. What the fuck? I know. I was, I was hoping for the ISBN group identifier number and I, for oh, no. whatever country, but apparently it doesn't exist. We don't have book facts today. Um, oh, I do have an anime fact today. Oh, do you? That's interesting. Uh, 86 is often used in Japan as the nickname for the Toyota AE86. Uh, they call it 86 there. But So the Toyota AE86... The reason why that's important is that's the car that is primarily featured in the anime series Initial D, which is the only anime series I have ever watched and enjoyed. Interesting. Uh, so that's the relevance there. Fucking weeb. <laughs> I deserve that. I, I deserve that in this, uh, in this circumstance. You, yeah, I bet you like the Initial D all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when it, when, it just, when it just starts to go in. Yeah. That's the initial yeah, D. Yeah, the initial D. Yeah, exactly. Just, just the initial. Uh, uh-huh. Um, you and I went to a show together. We last did. Last Saturday. We did. We yeah. went to Steely, Steely Dan. Yeah, we went and saw Steely Dan at 
White River Amphitheater in Auburn, Washington. Now, first off, mm-hmm. the drive there, we uh, we, oh my God. we talked about it. I, I'm like, <laughs> the day before, I'm like, okay, so White River Amphitheater is always a fuck show. It's always fucking fucked. Like, I want to I wanna basically get there. I don't care if we get there an hour or two early. I'll bring, like, a six-pack of beer, and we can fucking just, like, hang out yeah. in the parking lot and, uh-huh. like, hang out with Steely Dan fans and fucking tailgate, because that'd be awesome, right? Yeah. And so you're like, okay, that's cool. Um, And I'm like, when do you think we should leave? And you're like, 4 o'clock. I'm like, all right, 4 o'clock. So all right. yeah. I leave my house at 3.30. Yeah. Usually takes maybe... And, and you're very, you're a very punctual person. I, I will say that. You're o- you're almost always like very on time. Right. I, I plan everything out, and mm-hmm. so I put it into Google, and Google says, like, I'm going to be there. I'm like, I have to get gas. And so I, I plug it into Google, and Google says... Uh, uh, I'm gonna be there at like 4:10, and so I, I yeah, text Spencer text, immediately. You're like, I'm, I'm gonna be like a couple uh, minutes uh, late. Yeah, I'll be like, there right yeah. after four o'clock. So, mm-hmm. so I, 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 you know, get gas, and I start coming here, and like I notice the, the fucking like highway. There's a huge line to get onto Mont Lake, uh, which is the off ramp I usually take to get to your place. Um, right. And I'm like. No, that's kind of weird. And so I text you again. I'm like, maybe a few more minutes late. I don't know. It looks like yeah. And this, this the traffic's at, wild. This was at like 4.05. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, the sure. traffic is wild. I don't know what's going on because this is the way that Google is telling me to go. And so finally I get mm-hmm. to the uh, off ramp and, and by now it's like maybe 4.15, 4.20 or something like that. Yeah. And 4.20. <laughs> nice. But I, I noticed that. Fucking Mont Lake Bridge is closed. I have no way to get to you. Yes, and so, so I get back like, on the wait, highway. Wait, so hold on, Dude, for, yeah. for context here, like this is an exit off of a major like highway, mm-hmm. and if it, if that exit is closed, like you have no option but to go to a different highway, mm-hmm. drive in a different direction, and do like a giant loop around. And so I had like, to do that no giant loop around, and that was fine. That would be fine because usually I can just get off on Forty Fifth. Go up to 47th and drive directly pretty much straight to your place from there. <laughs> but the comedy of errors continues. However, there was a giant street festival mm-hmm. that lasted like all weekend. I still don't know what that was. By yeah, the way. It, and, and I told you, and you're like, oh, that's the, the farmer's market. I'm like, I like, don't no, think so. Because like the market, farmer's market's yeah. pretty big in U District, but this is taking like the entire avenue. Yeah. And so like I had to drive all the way around there. And because everyone was so confused, because they did not mark this out properly at all. And like apparently the apps didn't know about it. Yeah. So like it was sending people in the wrong directions. Oh. It's all compounded. So when you texted me that like Mont Montlake Bridge was closed, you're like, fuck, Montlake Bridge is closed. This sucks. I'm gonna be around, probably be there at like 445. Yeah, and so so when I when I figured out that like the whole avenue was closed and it would take me another 20 minutes, I'm like, I started to text you, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just like, I'm just angry right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like show up when I fucking show up because mm-hmm. I know if I say 10 more minutes, inevitably they'll close down another fucking street. Like a fire mm-hmm. hydrant will just like dematerialize and fucking <laughs> destroy a cross section just so I can't get to you. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I get there at five o'clock. Yeah. And so when, when was the show supposed to start? The, the show starts at 7.30. 7.30. So I get here, get, get here at five o'clock. here five, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that should still leave us plenty of time, even if there's kind of bad traffic. We'll just take <laughs> we'll just take the I five, and uh-huh. so like it gives me this weird direction through town. And I'm like, that's that's silly. That doesn't make any sense. Google's yeah. being a fool. So yeah, I decided to take... you were you were you were 
learn you learned to not trust Google earlier in the day. Right. It's Google sending you in the wrong direction. So like when I was in the car with you and it started sending us like this weird direction instead of just taking the highway, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, drive all the way through downtown Seattle and all this shit. And I was like, dude, that sounds bad. You yeah. shouldn't do Cause, that. Because I'm like, it's the I five on a Saturday. How bad can it be? Turns out, turns pretty out, fucking bad. Turns out they took the four lane highway and reduced it down to one, one lane. lane at one point. And the, so the craziest part about this is it we ended up leaving Seattle city limits. So the the place that we're going is technically speaking maybe like forty five minutes to an hour outside of Seattle. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know due to traffic it, that ranges pretty significantly. But we didn't get out of Seattle city limits. Until 7.05. Yeah, right. And and like, then from there, it was smooth sailing. Yeah, like, honestly, to get to the venue, and typically it's to get, getting to the venue is the worst part about right. going to this particular venue, but we were so late that, like, I feel like we just I mean, got... We, we weren't, yeah. I mean, we weren't actually late. We, we showed up late. at 7.30, basically. Yeah, we did. Like, Which when was we, actually fantastic. Yeah, when we, we showed parked, up at the perfect time. Yeah, when yeah. we parked is, like, when the opening band started playing, basically, which yeah. was fine, because... It was Snarky Puppy, and they were pretty cool. Um, they were but, pretty cool. But so this was my second time seeing seeing the Dan. How'd you like the Dan, Spencer? Oh, they were fantastic. Yeah. Such a great uh, arrangement of players. The, the guitar players in particular oh, hell were yeah. so fucking great. amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really surprised and impressed by... I'm sorry. Uh, surprised and impressed by just how, like, jazzy the guitar solos were. They were, like, so fusion all over the mm. place, fucking doing all these, like, really wild Dude. phrasing and, like, super fast shredding and, like, the the guitar solos were, like, absolutely next level. Like, yeah. Like, just unbelievably The good. craziest accidentals you'll ever hear in a guitar solo. Yeah, it was like... like you'll hear them play a note and be like, is that... Oh, that is right. Yeah, like, it's like jazz as fuck guitar yeah. solos, mm-hmm. which was... Super tight. Uh, the whole band was super tight. The The sound was okay. I, I It's struggled. just a huge venue, it, and it's like partially outdoors. It's yeah. like the White River's so, not good for sound. I struggled to hear the bass, which was my biggest disappointment, um, because I, I yeah. couldn't often hear what exactly was happening in the bass. Everything else I could hear pretty well, but the bass just got really muddy. Yeah, when he, when he slapped, like the, it was really articulate, yeah. but like a lot of the finger-style stuff was a little more subdued. It than, just mixed with like the uh, low frequencies on the drums, and it just mm-hmm. became like a general low-frequency bulbous mass, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the band was absolutely sick, and they mm-hmm. slayed, dude. Yeah, And I love that there was like very little downtime between songs. It was just like... Boom, 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 boom. We're playing the songs. Mm-hmm. Gonna say some awkward stuff here and there. Yeah. But then we're just fucking gonna bang out the bangers. I, like... I gotta say, like, it, it was pretty good. Uh, I will say, when I saw them the first time, of course, they had Walter Becker, who is now deceased, original member of the band. Um, but they played for literally twice as long when I saw them. I was expecting them to play for longer. Yeah, because when, be when I saw them, they... Uh, had a brief intermission, uh, but without the intermission, they played for almost two and a half hours. And the was show expecting... was three hours long altogether. Yeah, like, I feel like at this yeah. show, they barely played a little over an hour. Yeah, it was it was a pretty subdued set. And like I was talking with um, uh, a guy who makes awesome Steely Dan bootleg merch, uh, Double Wonderful, about it. And I sent him like the set list after because he told folks like, hey, if you see the tour, send me like the set list or if they play anything weird, tell me. And so I sent him the set list and we talked about it. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, it was kind of a uh, not great. I mean, it was like a greatest hit set, and like mm-hmm. the only thing partially obscure they played was like Third World Man, and that's not even obscure. Yeah, and you, we and so we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like seen like a, a hundred Steely Dan concerts. Like he travels to see Dan. Damn, that's tight. Yeah, 
He also has like the world's largest collection of Steely Dan t-shirts. It fucking rocks. <laughs> like like original what, what t-shirts. A, what a title to have. Yeah, like know? that's how he kind of like initially like gained popularity is just sharing his Steely Dan t-shirt collections. Mm-hmm. And then like he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start making t-shirts. And now he's super successful doing it. You love to see it. You love to see it. So it was cool seeing seeing this incarnation of Steely Dan. Like mm-hmm. I, I do agree with you. Like it felt, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way because I really like Steely Dan and I really liked watching them. I had a really good time watching the band play. Like it was really fun and just like hanging out with you there was really fun. Yeah. There's other things that we did at the show that I'll talk Got, about in a second. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, like I felt like it was kind of mid. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, you're not wrong. Just in the for, sense of for, like for the, Steely the, Dan, it the, was mid. The song choices mm-hmm. were not the most exciting. They did play, you know, some some bangers, some hits, mm-hmm. um, some good stuff. But like, it was, you know, eh, yeah, it's fine. Um, mm. It felt very it like a, we're gonna play to the radio hits. It was it was kind of third world mid. <laughs> um, but uh, l- l- let me tell you about some of my favorite things from the show. So, mm-hmm. um. The beers at the show were prohibitively expensive. $16 a piece. Thank you for buying me a beer. You're welcome. I, was, I, was I like, would have bought your second beer, but you uh, bought it without me realizing it. So I would have bought that one too because uh, you drove, which I still owe you cash for driving. Uh, um, but we, so the beers were 16 bucks a piece. So instead of getting a beer, I got this seltzer thing that was like a very large, it was, it was huge. It was, I think it was like was 36 it, ounces. It was like a Bud Light Cola. No, it wasn't Bud Light. It was a different brand. Oh, I thought it was Bud Light, no. Was it not Bud Light? I think Light? it was Bud Light, yeah. I think it was a Bud Light Cola. And it was like 28, 24 ounces or 28 ounces. It, it was, was huge. It was, I think it was 36. Was it 36 ounces? It was, or 28. It was at least 28. 28 or 32, 36. It but was, it was like, like a big it was, gulp. It was, it was cola fucking... flavored. Mm-hmm. And it was like zero sugar. So it basically tasted like flat Coke Zero. It didn't taste it had, bad. But yeah. it had booze in it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I actually like liked the flavor of it enough to drink the whole thing. It mm-hmm. actually didn't get that cloying. I expected it to, but it was actually tasted fine. Yeah. But two things about that. Firstly, it didn't taste like booze at all, which was scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was scary because like halfway through it, I forgot I was drinking an alcoholic beverage. Excellent. And then like I well, we were also like fucking smoking joints in the parking lot and shit. So true, true. You know, I forgot that I was drinking an alcoholic beverage, but then I forgot again later on because I didn't really feel an effect from it. Like it was, huh. it was like five percent, but it was large. So you yeah. think I would? Felt yeah, at least get a pretty good buzz. It. But it was, and I felt like I sort of did, but like not really. I feel like the seltzer buzz just doesn't hit nearly the same as like a beer or hard alcohol or anything like that. Mm. It's I don't know. I don't know what it is like. Like when I drink, I, I like to get like tipsy, and so like I can't really do like a white claw or anything. Cause there's only two modes of white claw. It's, it's yeah. like edibles. It's like, I don't think this is working. And, and then, then like, I've had too many fucking white claws. Fuck. Yeah. So that's, that has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I, I've been with you when that's happened, Spencer, you've gotten, gotten we, white claw wasted in my presence. Before. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've definitely gotten white claw wasted. The, the most wasted I ever got on white claws. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. I might have, but like the last, uh, like major birthday party that our mutual friend and past guest Monty McCleary had mm-hmm. was at the High Line before they closed, which is a bar here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of metal shows. It was at some like death metal show. Yep. And I went there and I think you were there. Um, I don't remember though. Anyways, I was drinking White Claws because that was in vogue at the time. This was like 2019, I think, or 2020 mm-hmm. before COVID. Yep. And BC, 2020 BC. Um, 
And I was like drinking these White Claws and I was also drinking like gin and tonics. And But our past guest, uh, Andrew Jameson, kept buying me White Claws. Excellent. Um, and I think I had nine White Claws oh, and no. uh, two gin and tonics. And I was feeling pretty good up until like I decided to leave and I got a lift home. And you did tell me about. I think you did tell this on like the one of the first episodes. This because yeah, this would have yeah. been right around the time that we maybe started the podcast or just a little bit after. But uh, on the way home, I was like blocks from my house, like right up the road, mm-hmm. and I realized like I'm going to vomit. And I was like, "Yo, man, I got to get out of your car. I got to get out of your car right this moment." And he was like, "What? What?" I'm like, "Right here, right here, right here." And he stops. And I kick open the door. I was really drunk. Mm-hmm. I kicked open the door as I started projectile vomiting. So I projectile vomited all over the inside no. of the door. All over the inside no. of the door. And I was like, oh, Spencer, no. What have you done? And so it was all white. It was just this white foam. <laughs> white claw for real. It was, white claw, yeah. That's the fucking yeah. white claw wave right there, it's baby. <laughs> Catch a wave, white claw wave. Um, so I took off my hoodie and started wiping it down oh, with my hoodie. Oh no! Oh, Spencer. which just proved to like smear it all over the door and inside of all the crevasses. And I was oh, like, "Oh, child, what has you done?" I was like, "I think I got it pretty good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And then I just ran away. And the homie got in his car, drove down the road got out of his car in front of me because I was running away from his car. And he was like, yo, you puked all over my car. And I was like, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm so sorry. And then I ran away and, and ran into my house and I tipped him $100. Okay, well, that's, that's fair. <laughs> it felt really bad. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm glad you tipped uh, him 100 bucks. That's a nice end of the story. Actually. Well, actually, I have an even better end for the story. Okay. So I, I got that lift using my company's commuter card. You did tell me about that. And they paid for all of it. <laughs> we love that. Rock and roll. We love that, baby. Rock and roll. Love, lo- I love, you know, you know, oh, well, okay. I don't love trickle-down economics, but when you're right under the spigot, sometimes some stuff happens. That's okay. Uh, all right. That's a lesson, I guess. Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> the other thing that happened at the show is uh, we went and got kettle corn which you thankfully encouraged me to do even though the line was really long mm-hmm. it was my favorite thing from the whole night Excellent. to be honest that kettle corn was incredible mm-hmm. i ate all of it every single kernel mm-hmm. and i also gave some out to some of the vendors working at the show excellent uh which is fun you'll love to see it yeah. um anyways uh at the kettle corn stand there was a cyber goth man working oh. At the kettle corn stand. It was at it was, the Steely Dan show. It was, and I just think that that's amazing. It was like should... he looked exactly like Devin Townsend. Yeah, yeah. It was but, Devin but, Townsend's. But, but like wearing goggles, like cyber goth I goggles. Think, I think Devin Townsend wears goggles, dude. He wears goggles now? He definitely wears goggles sometimes. I, I don't know about him wearing He's goggles. such a goggleman. Are you kidding me? Look at him. Yeah. Okay. He's, listen to his music. He's so goggly. All right. He's a goggle. He's goggle pilled? He's totally goggle pilled. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of goggle pilled. Uh, I think it's time for goth news. Let's do it. Beneath the weeping moon, it's goth news. Goth news. Goth news for cool dudes. 
This week in goth news, Electronic Arts publisher of The Sims series of games finally mm-hmm. gave a goth update. Oh. Mortimer and Bella Goth, which is their surname, have been the default starter family in all of the mainline Sims titles what? since its beginning. But this week marks the first time the family's wardrobe has been updated to nothing but shades of red, gray, and black. According to a statement by associate producer John Bassian, one of the most meaningful sen- sentiments was that the Goths, and Bella specifically, were interpreted as darker skinned, Fassian said. There was some variance in fan opinion about which real-world ethnicities, if any, they were meant to represent. Additionally, darker is a very relative term, and with the variety of skin pigmentation, we need to figure out what that actually meant to players. Representation is also more than skin color, he continued. We tried to identify facial features that were not as diverse or apparent within our existing facial mods, but still fit the mold of player perception for these characters. Wow. Mm-hmm. Goth as fuck. And this week in Goth Obituaries, drumming legend in uh, Seattle local Alan White passed away this morning in his home in Newcastle right outside of Seattle following a brief illness. White is best known for a nearly 50-year stint with English prog rock band Yes, replacing Bill Bruford in 1972 when he went to join King Crimson. He's also known as being one of the primary drummers on John Lennon's Imagine, which is not very goth. (laughs) That's true. Thank you for calling it out. Absolutely. I mean, imagine all the gothic people. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, White played over 3,000 shows with Yes during his tenure with the band. Mm-hmm. He is survived by his wife of over 40 years, Gigi, and their children, Jesse and Cassie. Rest in peace, goth brother. And most importantly, stay dead. Rock and roll. And finally in goth news this week, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter appeared on Piers Morgan's talk show on Talk TV to discuss cancel culture and the media mob persecuting people for mischaracterized statements, specifically in the context of Papa John and also in the context of Netflix, a company who was criticized this week for releasing a comedy special by Ricky Gervais that is largely transphobic jokes and entirely unfunny. Wow, I haven't heard about this. I watched the first 20 minutes of it. I haven't even heard of this. And uh, let me tell you, I was staring at the gun the whole time. <laughs> whole time. You you keep saying that phrase, just like, gonna eat a gun, staring at the gun, looking down the barrel. It's just like gun reference after gun reference. Okay, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Uh, Something's in the way, huh? Yeah. It's yep. the fact that I want to kill myself. Good, good one. Good one. <laughs> Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America causing their stock to fall 30%. Then he used the N-word during a conference call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Britt, I got a story to tell you. What what do you got? Okay, so... We got a new uh, person on the the management team at work Mm -hmm. this week. And... This dude is like he's in my department mm-hmm. and he's in uh he's in management, but he's not exactly a manager. He's like a junior manager or whatever. Okay. Um 
And like when I met this dude, right, I started talking to my friends about him. I was like, I don't know if I like this guy. Like he's got real like uh, like assistant manager at GameStop energy. Like, oh, NFT energy. So, no. Okay. Uh, Homie wears sweatpants to work sweatpants rule uh-huh that's, that's cool. no, no, no it could be from philadelphia you never know uh so after talking to this guy a little bit more i was like you know what and i said this to a friend of mine at work i was like this dude gives me real fish energy oh no and then no. later in the day and i shit you not this is exactly what happened i said this to my friend and then later in the day he comes up to me and i'm just hanging out and you know working and working on taking apart a computer and he's like Yo, man, what kind of music you like? And I was like, well, like mostly like death metal and like 80s Japanese fusion and like weird shit like that. Like, I don't know. I like all sorts of weird stuff. And he was like, cool, man. Cool, cool. And I was like, uh, and he was like, yeah, man, I guess I'm like really into like jam bands. Oh. And then I was like. You don't say. And then I immediately was like. Oh yeah, I got you. Ripping nitrous at the fish show, right? Yeah. And then he's like, he looks at me and he smiles real big and he's like, <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I was like, I cannot believe I called this as hard as I did. Like, what the fuck? Uh, you got a meme manager, dude. Bro, I was like, ah, oh, dude, this dude is like Rick and Morty pilled as fuck. Like, I can tell. Like, like he is like he's he's. I mean, at least now bro. you know he's easy to like control as a manager. Oh yeah, like I was like worried about him originally, but like no, once I found out, because he's a fucking loser, and you can fucking like walk all over him, like. It's uh, <laughs> I am like stoked. That's, I was like, that's amazing. Fuck yeah, fish manager, let's go. Fish man. Like fucking yes, please ruin your brain with nitrous. I love it. Yeah, like, that that's fucking tight. So that happened to me. Yeah, he's he's gonna turn your workplace into like Pike Place and make it a fish market. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, what's new with you, Britt? Uh, not a whole lot. Working a lot and stuff, being outside—that's real nice. Yeah, working's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah, especially working like a real physical job—that's real nice. Yeah, 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 we like that. That's excellent. That's excellent. Anything fun from work happen? No, no, not really. Power washing shit, fucking, you know, fucking just doing maintenance and shit. All right. Learning some electrical stuff, whatever. You know, it's cool. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. We love to see it. Indeed. I think it's time for a bucket fact. I think you're right. It's time for a bucket fact. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Today, we are going to talk about an unreleased bucket album. Bucket album? Bucket album. Excuse me. I had to burp, and so I'm like, I got to rush this instead of saying bucket album. Yeah, you should have 2112 it. Bucket album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rushed it. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to talk about an unreleased Buckethead album called Super Diorama Theater. I thought you were going to say Super Diarrhea Theater. Uh, no, that is uh, what happens after I give you an edible that's too strong and we get drunk together on your birthday. 
Oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> I passed out on the toilet. My yeah. girlfriend kicked the door down. <laughs> yeah, we talk about that story. I think on the previous episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's just keep talking about it yeah, like we didn't before. It's pretty fun. Um, so the album was announced first in 2002 by Buckethead's then label Catalyst, who at the time was also announcing the album Bermuda Triangle, which was eventually released, and the DVD Secret Recipe, which was also released on schedule. According to a Natternet interview with Extra Kid, I think I was going to do a few tracks on Super Diorama Theater, so it was a heavier sound. I think that was the first record uh, of his that he worked with Dan Monty, and they were programming it together, and it seemed like he wanted to go away from the breakbeat sound into more metal programming, which I don't really do. So he was probably just so happy with how it sounded that it became Cuckoo Clocks of Hell. So initially, Super Diorama Theater uh-huh. was going to be a heavier album with hip-hop style breakbeats similar to Bermuda Triangle, but then Buckethead met Dan Monty, who produced his Buckethead 2 album and decided to go for a heavier drum and bass sound, end quote. Huh. So with the same instrumentation... I, d- I didn't realize that him and Dan Monty's partnership went back all the way to like 2002. Yeah, so, so they actually met probably in 2001 or maybe early 2002 um, because Hmm. Dan Monty was, uh, they initially met because Dan Monty was one of the sound engineers for um, fucking uh, Chinese democracy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So they they met met through Guns N' Roses way, way back when. Yeah. And they've been pretty much working together since. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? Um, So with the same instrumentation, but Monty programming drums instead of extra kid programming just like breakbeats, the album became something entirely different. And Buckethead ended up self-releasing it as the Cuckoo Clocks of Hell. Oh. Um, It'd be cool to hear the original version, but I'm glad the album was released after at all. We listened to three pikes today. We certainly did listen to three more pikes. After I get my notes open, I can tell you exactly what they're called. They are pikes 256, 257, and 258. Meteor Firefly Net. Blind. Blank. Blank. <laughs> what? I can't read from Bla- here. Blank Slate. Blank Slate. <laughs> and Echo. Respectively. <laughs> uh... I take my job here very seriously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, Pike 256, uh, the amount of uh, colors uh, in like uh, old 8-bit computers. That's correct. Yes. Yes. Um, Meteor Firefly Net, released on March 17th, 2017, just eight days after Abominable Snow Scalp. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This Pike is my favorite one from this week. Yeah, it's a pretty nice. I album. think it's really good. This mm-hmm. is a pretty solid pike. It's definitely a solid pike. It's um, uh, it kind of, he he changes it up quite a bit in this one. He does. The songs are a mix of like mellow, mm-hmm. acoustic centric, like almost post rock sort of. I'd say more just like acoustic rock in a way. Yeah, it's it's more not super like new agey, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's very like mellow and like acoustic and then it will go into like actual like metal and shredding Mm -hmm. as well but it's like it's like heavy metal and shredding it's not necessarily like just a long guitar solo yeah although the the first half of the album it's a four track album Uh, Mm -hmm. first half of the album is like pretty much all mellow yeah Uh, second half of the album is where it really starts to switch it up a lot and it gets really frenetic and frantic and then it just goes super mellow 
uh, there's some crazy cool shred on the second half of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. Yeah, some like doom metal type stuff. Like uh, my my favorite track on this um, was probably uh, track three, Meteor F- Firefly Net, the titular track. Uh, yeah, that was actually my favorite track on this as well. It's yeah. like it's a very long atmospheric track, but it's mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of acoustic guitar, but a lot of dynamics and shredding. And, like, and yeah, a lot of just like straight yeah. up like death metal, like super staccato. Lots of double kicks and shit. It's really cool. It is cool. Um, it's almost like, almost Opeth-ish. Almost. At parts. Yeah, the, parts. There, there's a, the like acoustic, a kind of... The acoustic parts kind of remind me of that. In the acoustic this parts, song. and then there is one part that kind of works out into almost a doomy psychedelic thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, going from like acoustic to like doomy psychedelic was very Opeth. I could feel that. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And then uh, last track, Nail Bridge, was also a really cool song. Kind of did the same thing, moving yeah. uh, in and out between, you know, cool acoustic parts. And uh, we should also mention he's using the nylon string a lot on pretty oh, much all yeah. three of these albums. Like, definitely, he he. We determined he picked up like a new nylon string guitar probably like five pikes ago. He and, must have, and he keeps it on using it more so and more. Better. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like for his acoustic parts, it sounds so much nicer than you know his like steel string stuff from before. I mean, he had used a nylon string before. It just he didn't did. sound as good as yeah. As, it did, as it as didn't sound like this one at all. No. Like it sounded like he was miking a nylon string and not like a nylon uh, acoustic electric, which is what this sounds like. I could see that. Yeah. Or maybe just a nylon electric. Or just like a nicer one. Yeah, Who it knows? could be too. But it sounds real nice. It does. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you, ever, you have you seen a meteor? Yeah, I've seen a lot of meteors. Shooting star. Have you ever yeah. like seen one hit? The Earth? No, no. Me either. It'd be pretty cool, probably. I guess. I mean, most of them burn up before they get into the atmosphere, and you, yeah. if you can actually see it hit, you're probably going to get hit by it, so maybe some shrapnel. Yeah, maybe not getting hit by one would be great. That'd be bad. That'd be real bad. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of firefly nets, what is the largest living thing you've ever caught, Spencer? Largest living thing I've ever caught? Like a fish yeah, in sure. Alaska? Okay. Well, like big, salmon? What? What? what like king salmon? I don't know. Or maybe a halibut. Okay, yeah. If you've got a halibut, those are way bigger than yeah. salmon. Yeah, halibut, halibuts are pretty you, big. You've gone sea fishing for halibut before? Yeah. Weird. I mean, I grew up in Alaska. Everybody does that. No, not really. Like, the what? only reason I ever went halibut fishing is because I knew someone who worked on a halibut boat. Well, yeah. The only reason I went to do it is because, like, I was in Homer and my mom <laughs> wanted to with her brother because he knew somebody who had a boat or whatever. So I went out on the boat with them, and they yeah. were like, here, hold this fishing. And I was like, I don't want to fish, and then you, we did it. Anyway. Do you still talk to Homer? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were in Homer, get it? Like Homer, I hardly know her. Oh, 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 speaking of which, oh, my God. Okay, mm-hmm. I <laughs> had an interaction at work the other day. There was some person like at, like working at our store that like was from another store because mm-hmm. we're like really down on people. It's like a nightmare. It fucking sucks. Um but anyways, we had this girl working with us, and I was like, oh, hi, who are you? And she's like, oh, my name is Tabby. And I was like, she's like, what's your name? And I was like, Spencer. She was like, Spencer, I hardly know her. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty immediately, funny, actually. And it was like, it was so, like, non sequitur that I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give, I'll that, give you that. That's pretty funny. That was, that was I, like funny. That. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, like, yeah all right, you seem all right. That's a great way. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's a great icebreaker. I so love that. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, that was a, a nice, joyous moment. Uh, speaking of nice, joyous moments, let's move on to Pike 257, Blank Slate, uh, released on March 24th, 2017, uh, seven days 
after Meteor Firefly Net. This is the one that I keep wanting to call like Blind Date. You yeah. ever watch that show? Yeah, I actually just introduced uh, my friend to that show. She's a bit younger. She's like 26. Mm-hmm. And she had never seen Blind Date before. And so oh, like, damn. we ended up watching like four hours of Blind Date. And she's like, what the fuck? How have I never seen this? This is amazing. I do, okay, so I always get Blind Date and like cheaters confused yeah because they were played in the same block on like upn or something. i don't remember which is which to be how honest. can you not just the the titles tell you exactly which one is Re- which one remind Spencer. me remind because okay then okay this... so so blind date is the one where they they follow <laughs> people uh in and catch uh their their like significant others cheating on them <laughs> wait <laughs> I'm fucking Wait. with you. No, no, that's cheaters, Spencer. Okay. Obviously, all right. Blind what? date is the one where they take people who have never met before and put them on. Guess what? A blind date. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Did that demystify it for you, Spencer. No, I'm still confused, but it's okay. It, it has like pop up video type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now, now that's all you had to say. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of blind, blind dates, date. here's. Blank Slate, um, uh, six tracks on this one. Uh, yeah. This actually might have been my favorite Pike of the week. This one is pretty cool. There's it some is. really new agey moments on this, mm-hmm. some real Wyndham Hill-ass shit. Like, Wyndham-ass hill. Definitely. For real. Like, this is yeah. the most Wyndham Hill type of thing I've heard him put out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what Wyndham Hill is, it's a famous uh, new age slash jazz record label. It's a lot of really great, like, 80s and 90s new age records came out on it. It's pretty mm-hmm. rad. Uh, Buckethead appears on one of them. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, a Will Ackerman album. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, he does like three or four tracks on it. We've talked about it before. Okay, yeah. I, I that's the thing I feel like I keep forgetting, and yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Every mm-hmm. time, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure we actually listened to it together. Maybe, yeah, it was back in '92 or '93 or something like that. It's it's pretty good. Uh, highly recommended. Just look up Will Ackerman Buckethead, and you can find it. Hell yeah. But yeah, this is very like new agey. Yeah, um, like the the whole album wasn't perfect, um, and in fact, a lot of it like kind of kind of got a little boring for me here and there. But like uh, track two, "Opened to the Air," like rocked me. It was such a beautiful fucking song and super Wyndham Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the most Wyndham Hill song mm-hmm. of it, and like that was the one that I I wrote down. I was like. This song is really interesting. The, the thing that really stood out is like it wasn't too repetitive, but he kept on playing a melody on the guitar that was just beautiful and got stuck in my head for a Did while. Did you notice how like roomy and big the drums sounded? That too. So the the production on this album was great. The production on this and the last album were both very yeah. good. The next album, not so much at all. You you know what's funny is like what's when I'm, when I'm thinking about this album in retrospect, I keep thinking about that particular song. But mm. the first song on the album is like a metal song, uh, uh, or like a heavier kinda. rock it's, song. It, yeah, it's, it's blank slate. It's kind of I'd say like slow alt melodic metal. Yeah, there's yeah. like a guitar solo over like metal yeah, but it's, riffs. It's, it, it's, it's like kinda, almost neoclassical in the beginning of it. Kind of. It's just like driving. It's not. It's not. It's it's fine. It's it's very buckethead. That's for sure. It's very buckethead. But yeah, yeah. it's it's like definitely like a subdued like mm-hmm. metal slash rock. But uh, yeah, this the the next song track two though is really like mm-hmm. kind of the peak of it. It's a it's a hella song. Hella yeah. song. Yeah, and like really thoughtful melodies in this one. It's not just like him doing a lot of backing tracks, kind of daw drag and drop, and like putting solos over it. Like this one's felt really thoughtful, mm-hmm. especially for one of his more acoustic-centered albums. Yeah. Yeah. 
I would agree. Yeah. Um, it was it was a good pike. Uh, not terribly consistent, uh, but when it was really good, it was beautiful. I would agree. Mm. Yeah, this is definitely one of those ones that I think is like, you know, it's it's one of those ones that might come out as being one of the better pikes, all told, at the end of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely above average. Above um, average, for sure. Uh. What what do you wish you had a blank slate for, Spencer? Uh, my my crimes, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, your fucking uh, your lift fucking rating. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. My lift rating, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you yeah you wish uh, is that guy's car door was clear of all your fucking uh, white fucking Bro, claw vomit. So much white foam coming out of me, it's man. Amazing. It was terrible. I, I don't think I've had a white claw since that. Yeah, that'll like, do it. That'll really do that, it. That, like, broke me on White Claw. That will happen. It's a bad time. Uh, what's the worst drunk you've ever had? The worst drunk? Like, the worst I've been drunk or the worst? Worst feeling. Worst feeling. I While mean, drunk. Uh, probably, uh, like, ooh. Uh, so that time that I've talked about on the podcast where I, like, blacked out and, like, lost my keys on the mayor's lawn. Right. Like I <laughs> that was, was a, that was such a crazy story. I, I was I was riding home on the bus. I I very vaguely remember this, and I I got out of the bus like way early because I just had to puke everywhere. Oh yeah, you had a moment like me, except like you could have been a bus vomiter. Yeah, and so but no, I was like I held it in my mouth and like hold pulled the stop thing and like held it in my mouth for like thirty seconds. Holding vomit in your mouth like makes you vomit again. Yes, definitely. And and so so this was just like recursive vomiting, like. Uh, you know how like good saxophonists can do like uh, re- recurrent breathing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was definitely. like that, but with fucking puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you started a new cycle. Yeah, a new eco- ecosystem. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That was uh, yeah, never again, never again. <laughs> um, what? What? Never again. Getting that drunk and getting on the bus ever again. Yeah, I'd rather pass out in the street. Um, yeah, or the mayor's lawn. Speaking of passing out on the mayor's lawn, Pike Two Fifty Eight Echo. Mm-hmm. Released on March 30th, 2017, six days after Blank Slate. Hell yeah. Well, I like this background. That's kind of fun. Yeah, thank you. Is it a, like a, a purple Star Wars thing? Is this a... It's like a purple vehicle going down a purple road. Uh, I couldn't see the vehicle, so it kind of looks like it's the, know, inside, the Death Star. It's, it's the inside diagram. of the vehicle. Oh, and you I can see. see the like little heads up display. Oh, okay. It's like the dashboard of a vehicle. Oh, uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Uh, yeah, sure. Speaking of meatloaf, uh, (laughs) this album is three tracks of, uh, you know, subpar meat baked Mm. into a cake. I've never had meatloaf. Can you tell me what meatloaf is? It's a loaf of meat, Spencer. It's in the name. I'm still confused by this. It's like blind date and cheaters. Like, just fucking... (laughs) Figure it out. <laughs> Shit. Use use the English language. Deduce. How do you make meat into a loaf? You bake it just what? like any kind of loaf. What? It's like a giant. I meat... don't understand what it's this like a, is. It's like a giant meatball, basically. Like if a meatball was a cake instead, that's kind of what it is. A meatball cake. Like th- okay. think about cake pops and think about a cake. A cake pop okay. is to a meatball as uh fucking like a actual like a, a maybe a a bunt cake or more a a pound cake is to a meatloaf. See what I'm saying? Uh, you kind of lost me a little bit, but I like the idea of a meat cake. That's kind of that what it is. That does help. That yeah, does yeah. help. Okay. It's like a pound cake but made of meat. What's in there? Like 
flour and stuff? No. I mean, you usually use just what? a little bit of a binder, uh, but the binder is usually going to be like panko crumbs. Or like egg, probably. Oh, yeah. You, you usually use just a little bit of egg, uh, a little bit of ketchup, some panko crumbs. Um, and then, of course, you got like ground meat, but you also have usually like sautéed onions, peppers, you know, whatever else you want to put in there. And usually you top it with uh, either a tomato sauce or a ketchup, depending on. It's usually a regional thing. Midwestern okay. is more, um, you know, fucking ketchup and like coastal is more tomato sauce. Why is the Midwest just always a nightmare for food? Every time I hear like Midwestern food described to me, I'm like, oh my I God. Mean, well, well, think about like all their heritage, man. It's like they moved from fucking like uh, Sweden and like Scandinavia into landlocked states. So they're used to eating bullshit like fucking pickled fish and whatever. And you move them into a place where there's like literally no fish except for like shitty greasy lake fish. Oh and so yeah, like, greasy lake fish. What do we do? Like, what do we actually have here? Oh, we have an ultimate abundance of corn and wheat. What can we make out of those two ingredients? Like uh, casserole, baby. Greasy lake fish sounds like a band that would play at a bar around here. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or like uh, like King Guppy and the Greasy Lakefish or some dumb that, shit that like that. That sucks. I yeah, hate I know. that band That's name. That's such a dad band. Fuck you for coming up with that band name. Oh, uh, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> you you got you to host a, a real or fake one of these days. With dad bands? Yeah. Yeah, it should be with, nothing with but da- bar rock bands. Yeah, bar rock. Yeah, that's uh, fun. Um, I like that. Okay, well. Oh, you know what we could do? The next guest we have on. We'll mm-hmm. both do a real or fake segment just to quiz the guest. Oh, that'll they'll <laughs> sounds love, so annoying. They'll, yeah, they'll, that'll definitely be a repeat guest. Thankfully, we only have like 15 episodes left of this thing because no one's gonna want to come back on again. You know, honestly, everybody that I've asked to come back on has been like, absolutely. So you know, <sighs> what a bunch of losers! What a bunch of losers! Exactly. What a, what a bunch of losers! This album is mid. This album is pretty mid. Um, so it starts, it's just three tracks. Uh, it's like an eight-minute track, a 15-minute long track, and a seven-minute long track. It's not a bad album. It's like, not but bad, it's, but it it's is not very great. repetitive, though. It's I will very, say that. Like, it, is, yeah. it is one of the most drag-and-drop Daw albums I've heard from Buckethead in quite a while, to be honest. It Yeah, the he a lot of his stuff more recently has felt very uh, authored. It depends. It depends. Yeah. I'd say it's a pretty even 50 50 mix to where, like, a lot of it has felt very authored and almost maybe even recycled. Like, he took some backing tracks from a bunch of other pikes or something and rearranged them. Like, it sounds like there's nothing new going on in a lot of the pikes, but the ones where there is something new going on, like, he has like a burst of energy and inspiration. And, like, some of the best pikes have been in the, like, the. Yeah. 220s, 230s, 240s. Honestly, they're some of the best pikes. Yeah, and straight like, up. And I don't say that as a victim of Stockholm Syndrome. I honestly feel like I still pretty much have the same opinion of Buckethead that I had yeah, when I started yeah. this. It, I do respect him more, right. but like other than that, I, I feel like I feel the same about him. Right. And, and as much like I feel like, you know, the level of consistency and quality is pretty even across all of the pikes. Yeah. Uh, honestly, except, except for, for the Halloween pikes. Exactly. The yeah. Halloween pikes, obviously... Uh, in like, even like the, the ones a little bit before that he was kind of running out of steam, but like, you know, cause in 2016 he released so fucking many that like some of them were going to be stinkers. Yeah. Because like, even without the Halloween pikes, he still released like, uh, 88 pikes or something that year without the Halloween ones, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
you know, it's you, they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. They can't but all be winners. you know, honestly, for a project in for a project like as immense as this one, like he's had way more winners than I think <laughs> either of us expected. Yeah, like it's pretty impressive. But mm-hmm. yeah, this one's uh, I feel like an, an average bike. Yeah, second song, Echo. It's a fifteen-minute-long uh, nylon string song. It's all right. Super slow, very repetitive. I I really honestly like one. I I stopped taking notes at some point. Me too. And forgot the album was playing. Me too. And I didn't realize it was over until the whole album was over. Oh my god! Yeah. I actually rolled into another random. Yeah, same pipe here. No, and yeah. got halfway through yeah. it before I realized this and I was one like, was done. Yeah, and, I was and, like, it, I was, and then I had to go back and listen. Ago. And like, table, I think is really what because table is like a seven minute long blues solo. I am the table. I am the table. It's not nearly as good as Metallica or Lulu's. I am the table. Yeah, Metallica and Lou Reed's. Yeah, Lulu's. Um, I am the table. Yeah, that song rocks. Go listen to it right now. If, if you can find it on the internet. True. Um, They've been trying hard to scrub the internet of that shit. I mean, they can't get rid of everything because, you know what, baby? We have wicked wisdom. Yeah, we do. We finally found My it. My story, baby. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, say, say you, you yell into the Buckethead Canyon. What echoes back? The Bucket Canyon? The Bucket Canyon. I say it's uh it's just like funny noises like Ooh, it just it just sends back your voice but like through a wah pedal or a whammy pedal. Oh, that's pretty good. You go like echo and it goes Yeah. You know what would be a fun thing to do? What's that? Is just start like a really weird YouTube channel where you like, uh, where you just be like, hi, my favorite movie is Speed from 1995, and here's my favorite scene from Speed, but uh, the audio is run through a boss metal zone. That would be pretty sick. Actually. And then it's just a scene from Speed, and you play the audio from, uh, you know, through a boss metal zone. Mm-hmm. And there's like an on screen, like, camera feed of the oh. pedal. No, no, you know. he has like a full pedal board, and like for each character, he does different effects and shit. <laughs> that, he, and he's like, uh, <laughs> this is a dialogue solo from Speed, baby. And yeah. Wee-wee-wee. And then, uh, next week I'll be doing Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite films. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It'll be super fun. Wow. But that was that was all the fucking pikes for that the was week. All the mother fucking pikes. pikes. How about that? Bucket Pikes. It was a pretty average week for Pikes. Maybe a little bit above average. I don't know. I would say a little above average. We liked two of them. Yeah. We liked two out of the three. I think that that means above average. Yeah. A a diminishing law of quality this week. Mm. Uh, Not bad all over. I really like uh, the artwork on all three of them. I would agree. I really like the artwork on all three as well, especially Pike 256. Yeah, Meteor Firefly Net. It is goth as fuck. It looks like a Carpenter Brute album cover. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Looks like that album that we talked about the other day. Yep. Hell yeah. All right, Britt. Are you ready to go on a journey with me? I'm always ready to go on a journey. Fucking away from here. Let's fucking do it. Statements from the fucking God. 
so hey, we're at the, the part of the show where we look at YouTube comments and laugh at them. Ha ha ha. Let's just get going. Jay, uh, Jason Smith says one year ago, kick Ace. Freely out of Kiss. Fuck you, Ace. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's been gone for like 30 years. Kick, Fuck you, Ace. Kick Ace. Kick Ace. Kick Ace. Kick Ace. Uh, YouTube user Bruce Wayne says three years ago, they give a timestamp and then they say equals mind completely blown plus hair on the back of my neck standing up plus tear in my eye. I can die now that knowing I have heard the most powerful guitar riff of all time. Wow. Just wow. He said as he kicked the stool. Yeah. Mm. He's freaking out, man. He can die now. Yeah, you can he's, die he's now. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. I mean, have you ever listened to music that made you just be like, yeah, I can, I've can. i heard it all? Uh, I mean, I've listened to a lot of music that's made me want to die, but... It's uh, true. Me too. Like, you know, Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven, but, um, you know, not not exactly this. Not that's made me uh, have my mind blown and a tear in my eye. Usually a blowjob does that for me. Cool. We didn't need to go there. Um... Where we do need to go, though, YouTube user PolyPoly8, a famous YouTuber uh, who posts all of the pikes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, five a Buckethead year, archivist. A, buck, a Buckethead archivist and promoter online, PolyPoly8, uh, post in his own comment section for one of the pikes that we listened to this week, five years ago, I'm sorry to announce the passing of Chuck Berry on this day, March 18th, 2017. R.I.P. Chuck. Do yeah, he was he was the greatest to ever do it, and by do it I mean uh, install <laughs> cameras in the women's restroom of uh-huh. uh, several of his restaurants uh, to make footage to masturbate to. Yes, he did that. Uh huh. He also yeah. there's a great video of him online uh, of him uh, farting in a prostitute's face and going, hey, "That's a fart right there." It's yep. it's like one of my favorite things to watch. Every like you, once you a said year, that to me. once a yeah. year, I've got to watch like the three <laughs> videos. There's that one. There's fucking Mike Pence talking about Garfield's birthday. Oh yeah, that's um, really good. I'm sure there's a third video, but it's really just those yeah, two yeah, that keep yeah, me going. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Saddam Hussein's beheading. Uh, it was a hanging. Or oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or oh, maybe when they no, I I don't like when Gaddafi dies. Gaddafi was kind of sick. They yeah. ripped his dick off. They did. They did our boy Gaddafi <laughs> dirty. They did Gaddafi dirty. He maybe did himself dirty. Uh, Am says nine months ago, bucket Bobby. I don't know whether or not this belongs in Come Corner. <laughs> oh, really, Bubby? Bubby. What does Bubby mean? Um, I don't know. I think it's like a Jewish thing. It's like oh, Bubby. It's like a, yeah. Okay. All right. I believe you. Um, David Winchell says five years ago, I absolutely love the pretty parts and as a huge supporter of Bucket, parentheses, not trolling at all, I just wish I could keep hearing him do them instead of jumping into breakneck horror movie riffs, LOL. I don't know what that means. I mean, what what album are you talking? Because I mean, most of these albums he just repeated a lot of the pretty riffs a lot. Yeah, like all of them actually. There there weren't that were. I mean, come on, this, this dude is scared by metal. 
Oh, I guess I think so. metal is scary. Yeah. Which I guess okay. I'm sure metal's scary to some people, but that's kind of like it's come kinda, on. It's 2022. It's kind of fucking weak, man. It's 2022. Right? Nobody's afraid of metal anymore. Like, don't that, be a that's wuss. Some sheltered ass bullshit. Shelter lounge ass bullshit. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's a bar in Seattle. Sure. Uh, Moon says four years ago, in a reference to something you said earlier today. Mm-hmm. I thought Pike 256 would have some kind of binary-related name and lots of computer noises in it. 256 equals 100 million in binary. Well, I mean, much much like myself, the Pikes are all non-binary. Hey. 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 Uwe Gierken says four years ago, I am back. Listen to this one a lot recently. Welcome back, Uve. Ilonsky replies one well, month ago, so four years later, and says, Where? We are you are from. That's true. We are you are from. No, no, sorry. We are are you from. We are are you from <laughs> the youth of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, perfect. Uh, I just like, I love it when people post weird random shit like, I am back, and then somebody responds like four fucking years later with a nonsensical reply. It's like, That's yes, so good. I love this. That's this so is good. what I come to YouTube for, YouTube comment section. Yeah. I want to see fucking nonsense. The barrier for entry to comment on YouTube is so low. Oh, it's, 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 it's literally, do you have something to type with? That's and a, and a, a Google account, yeah. any Google account. Yeah, it's it's maddening. Like the the low bar of entry there. It's pretty good. The bar the bar good. is on the fucking floor. It's so low. Yeah. Speaking of Google, a bit of a rant here for just a second. Bit of a sidebar. Google's support or their lack of support mm-hmm. for any of their products is fucking shocking. Yeah. That company has the worst technical support of any major tech company by a wide margin. It is shocking, truly. Like I have helped multiple people that have gotten to a point with their with their Google account where Google just has a landing page that it sends them to if they try to log in that says, "You cannot recover your account. Create a new account." Wow. And they, they you can't even call somebody. Like there's just you you can get locked out and they can just say, "Nope. Make wow. a new account." That's the fix. That's insane. It's insane. Fuck that company. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, for that specifically, they offer some good services outside. They, they do. But they, they have like, some I, good I'm not products. Saying, I'm not saying fuck Google, yeah. but like that, the fuck their lack of support. That I really mean, sucks. Fuck, fuck all like multinational companies. Like you yeah. know, you don't become a multinational company without like completely uh, removing all of the labor and resources from at least one third world country. That's true. There's that's like, true. there's I mean, no like, possible yeah, way to do it. That's the thing. Like there's no, there's no way to be good. There's it's no, all bad. one might say there's no ethical consumption under, under capitalism. capitalism. Moving uh, on. <laughs> Jim Leonard's says six months ago, edited have to agree with all these nice people, Brian, your melodies and frenzied power riffs are straight from the gods above through these through those sacred hands to our spinal cords and onto our brains making it possible to envision something beyond our tiny place in the world jim l 
You know what? I love this comment. It's fucking tight. This comment is so fucking um this is Segan pilled right here. Dude. This is like yeah. this is like the pale blue dot speech, but for Buckethead. Honestly, Hell it yeah. kinda is. And this I rocks. also like frenzied power riffs. Yeah, fucking, fucking Jim. Fuck Jim yeah. Leonard's you're you're our commenter of the week that's not Jordan Vine. Oh. Jordan Vine's our commenter of the week every He's week. He's our commenter even, of the it, podcast. Even if we even if he didn't say anything on any of the pikes. He's always our commenter of the week. You're number two, though. Runner up. Can I tell you my favorite? What what would be my favorite thing in the whole world? What's that? Is if Jordan Vine mm-hmm. started co- started commenting on our podcasts that are on YouTube. Could you imagine? That'd be a lot to handle, man. I I like that's too much for me. I would like oh, I would one of us would call the other one freaking the fuck out. Yeah, we would like. Yeah, at any time of the day. Yeah, or I, night. like that. That that's what the only, you couldn't call me for like an actual emergency at any time, but definitely that. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> thanks for thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. Um, YouTube user Boss Verberg Verberg mm-hmm. says three years ago, I listened to guitarists most of my life, but I'm so glad I found this music. It's music that you need in your head while creating art. It sounds like fantasies. You know, the the boss Verberg is my favorite reverb pedal. (laughs) Yes, Uh, same. Uh, YouTube user Dumbographics is Destiny. (laughs) Stupid. Says three years ago, Thank you for providing me with a wealth background music to climb myself up from rock bottom, Mr. Head and Uploaders. Mm. There's got to be a sentient AI supercomputer underneath that goddamn bucket. Yeah, I mean, that's a typical sentiment that Buckethead is not human. Um, whatever. Yeah. But him, uh, the, the interesting thing here is him climbing himself up from rock bottom. I wonder what his rock bottom is. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he like he, he came out of an OD and Buckethead was playing or something? No, no, no. I think he got fired from his job at the health club for smelling the towels after girls used them. And then now he's like, it, you know, he can't pay rent. And so he's got to like uh, do a bunch of like Uber Eats and shit. And right. so he just like listens to Buckethead all day while he does Uber Eats. And he yeah. like steals a little bit of food here and there yeah i bet he wishes there was an app called uber feats because that's his fetish yeah totally feet and towels baby (laughs) feet and towels towels. yeah i like that uh don t says two years ago the progression and playing are both superb on this track my god son do you know how good you really are Mm -hmm. yeah i like that he's like pretending to talk to buckethead yeah. Do you think Buckethead ever goes on YouTube? No. I don't think so either. I don't think that he does. And if he does, he never looks at the comments. Buckethead seems like the type of dude that's like pretty, you know, and I could be wrong. We don't know anything about him, so we're always speculating, right? Like, mm-hmm. But he seems like the type of dude who I imagine he probably has a really big like VHS and DVD collection. He feels very analog to me. Yeah. And like he has a lot of physical media for uh-huh. the things that he likes. Yeah. And I'm not saying he doesn't have streaming services yeah. and doesn't like have like a modern TV like, and shit. We but, know like, he's like a toy collector, and toy collectors he, yeah. tend to have like big physical media. I bet he has a large too. physical media collection. I bet that like he watches, and we we know he's a big fan of sports. So I bet mm-hmm. he watches a lot of sports, and he also probably watches a lot of like his physical media collection, and mm-hmm. probably buys a lot. I would guess Buckethead spends a lot of time on eBay. I would bet he's a big I would eBay guy. Love to find his eBay account. That would be fascinating. 
Yeah. To just look through his transaction history. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he like he seems like the sort of person who spends a lot of time looking at stuff on there, but rarely buys stuff. That makes like sense. Like he buys like a like stuff, but like not like a ton, maybe. Or maybe he buys a ton. I don't know. We don't know. Uh Benamra Bassnet says four years ago. This song will staple the mouths of all the envious trollers. That is an intimidating, man. Wow. <laughs> it's really intense, dude. Staple the mouths? What staple the fuck, Staple the dog? mouths! That's some fucking, like, horror porn shit right there. Well, Buckethead loves horror. That's true. He loves horrors, too. Whoa. We don't know about that. We have an unconfirmed report. And I'm going to bring this up again, because I remember talking about this in a very early episode, but, like, mm-hmm. somebody sent me a super long time ago message on Instagram that were like, hey, I work at a venue, and when Buckethead played at my venue, he hit on the venue manager and, like, asked her out. And, like, that sounds so crazy to me. That had to have like, been like pee sticks. Yeah. That had to have been pee sticks. Maybe it was, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I would believe it from pee sticks, and for it's sure. It's like, hey, you ever, uh, you ever stick, like, a drumstick in a grown man's penis? Yeah. You ever yep. done that? You, you ever, ever, like, yeah. fingered a pee hole? Yeah. Anyways, YouTube user. Oh, this is going to be a back and forth. So I'm mm. going to need you to read the next comment. Okay. okay fair enough. Um, YouTube user Stormrider asks Any other guitarist release more albums than Buckethead? And uh, Dr. Villager says after that Stormrider777. Yeah. Mersbow. Yes, his stuff apparently qualifies as music. Stormwriter responds, Wow, just listen to Mersbow's terrible, not music. It's noise and static. Dr. Filliger says, Five years ago, edited, It's a genre called noise. Buckethead experimental with it before, too, I think. It's very eccentric. Seeing this experimental genre where they try to find a middle ground between sound and music. This also isn't the worst genre out there, XD, but it is very old. Noise music has been around for a hundred years now. I don't know. It's just something for, like, five music snobs to fap to. Who can name more obscure genres XD? <laughs> I, I, I just really like that last line. Five music snobs to fap to. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Uh, almost almost a come corner. Almost a come corner, but not quite. Ghostwriter says, or asks, five years ago, Is that the sound of maracas? And uh, David Escalante responds, bongos, but it's spelled like no, it, mangoes. No, it's bongoes. 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 <laughs> bongoes. Uh, I just really like that. Bongoes. Bong. Bong. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Terry Bohannon asks absolutely no one one year ago, what, what do you mean by acoustic? Great question. <laughs> a great fucking question i don't know what do we mean by acoustic mark r says two years ago thank you brian i see you brother guitarist you're beautiful you're beautiful you're beautiful 
in every single way. That's not how the song goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were singing that other song. Yeah, you're thinking of Christina Aguilera. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Why am I doing this all as gay Romano? Yeah, I was going to ask. Maybe because I could sure go for a big bag full of uncut cocks, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't funny. (laughs) But you know what is funny? Getting horner, massive horner. Let's get into the gun corner. YouTube user Adam Crossland says two years ago, nine months straight bucket all day, every day. I simply can't listen to anything else anymore. All I want in my ears is Buckethead. It, it might have been nine months, but it was not straight at all. No, you know what definitely I'm not. <laughs> exactly. Benamra Bassnet yeah, returns. I know, I know what you're saying. That's good shit, man. Benamra Bassinet returns four years ago. I'm gonna burst now. Boom. As a wise band once said, boom, here comes, comes the, the boom. boom. Here comes. Ready or not. Here comes the boys from the South. Here come the boys in your South, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper, this is outside of Come Corner. We've left Come Corner now. Oh, no. Bye, Come Corner. Bye, Come Corner. D.B. Cooper returns and says five months ago, Man, I've been living a nocturnal life for a little, and these pikes hit differently when everyone's asleep on my side of the world. He's nocturnal. Yeah. You ever been nocturnal? Uh, I've had nocturnal emissions. <laughs> cool. I... I went to college and had nocturnal admissions. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's time for our favorite commenter. Oh, boy. Master of the ship key, a bucket thought divine. Commentary extraordinary, it's time for Jordan Vine. This is a giant Jordan Vine comment. It's so big. Maybe we'll come back to this one. Can you even read it from my... I over? can't read that at all, no. Damn it. Okay. Um... You can send it to me. Well, I could actually just, we could share it. I can't read it from that far away. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, it's very small. Okay, we'll do this one then. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably read that. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So, Jordan Vine, in a truly unhinged rant, it's it's great. Uh, I love it. I think he said something like this very so recently. So, he's said stuff like this all the time. Like he the, says the, stuff, his music, yeah. Not, yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah. Just so, both of these long Jordan Vine comments are, are like this. So, Jordan Vine says... Four years ago. When are people gonna realize and accept that it's his his music, music, not not ours? And if he does something you didn't want him to do, or you don't like something he's done, and you wish he'd done something else, tough shit! Because again, it's his his music, music, not ours. He can do what the fuck he wants with his music. And again, if you don't like something he's done again, tough tough shit. shit. I'll tell you this right now. I'm not Not fucking complaining and fucking moaning and analyzing and judging his music like I'm his fucking guitar teacher. I just do one thing. Enjoy the music. There's nothing wrong with his music. Absolutely Absolutely nothing. nothing. I I truly truly believe believe that... 
Bucket's music is the greatest and best music composed by anyone ever. Just remember, it's his music, not ours. He's the boss, not us. Buckethead forever. Holy shit. I feel like Buckethead. That was a manifesto. Bucket, I mean, you could just write Jordan Vine comments via AI. Like, it would not be difficult. Like, let's make no. a Jordan Vine bot. That'd be incredible. Oh, my God. You know what? Let's try to make a Jordan Vine bot and have it, like, post to Twitter, hourly Jordan Vine. That would be incredible. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be so funny. I, I'll look into that. I'll okay. look into that. That okay. could be a fun uh, fun project. Um, We're going to do this one, and then we're going to do the really long one, and it's going to be brutal. Okay. You ready? Yep. Jordan Vine says four years ago. Incredible, incredible, incredible. Because he always, 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 without fail, puts out incredible music. And I know and believe he will never, ever, 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 ever put out anything boring, disappointing, or shit. I don't think he has the ability to do that because everything he composes and puts out is just sensationally awesome. That comment ruled. There was a good flow to that one. Yeah, a good rhythm to it. A good rhythm. Good job, Mr. Jordan. We love to see it. Okay, so I'm going to send you this insane one. Yeah. And it's going to take us a minute to get through. I think this is his longest comment. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have not seen a longer one. So... Take a peek at that. And uh <laughs> so the so this is more of Jordan Vine complaining about people complaining about Buckethead. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff that he talks about in this comment, I just want to preface this, is not something I see very often on Buckethead YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just honestly, like it's not very common. So like him <clears throat> seeing this and then becoming so offended by it is like extra funny. So uh, I have an idea for this one. Yeah. To break it up, the monotony a little bit. So we do the yells together, but other than that, let's switch off every other line. Okay. Okay. That's going to be hard, but let's do it. Let's try it. Let's, let's try do it, it in one take. I think we're I think pros we got enough. This. I okay. think we can handle it. So the first line is yours, okay? okay? Why, why, why do people say, I want him to do more of this? I want him to do more of that. I wish he would do this. I wish he would do that. Why did he do this? Why did he do that? He should do more of this. He should do more of that. I want another album like that one. And other stuff. I also know, why do people go through his albums and tracks and listen to every note, every riff, every solo to see if there's repetition and say, I don't know why he did that. He shouldn't have do that. Uh, He should have done this instead. That track sounds like that track. That album sounds like that album. He's done this before. He's done that before. He's repeating himself. Blah, 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 fucking blah. Look, everyone, it's his fucking music. It's his. And only his, not ours. It's his. He's in charge. He's the boss. He's the decision maker with what albums and music he does because that's up to Buckethead. It's not up to us because the bottom line is it's his music, 
if you don't like something he's done doesn't mean he's done something wrong and he shouldn't have done it. Again, it's his music, not our music. So please, please, please leave him alone to compose whatever music he wants to compose. Christ almighty. Bro, that was heavy. I'm losing my mind. I honestly feel like we did pretty good I'm for losing. for our first take. Yeah, that, that was, was that was something else. Nice. Um, that was that got really hard switching back and forth. Mm. Woof. It, like, got, then, it, it, got, like, it got hard all right. That's why I'm crossing my legs right now to yeah, hide my you... boner. <laughs> Jordan where we are now we're still in the bucket Fuck. void we're not done we're not done with the bucket no! void we're not done with the bucket no! void we have one bucket void left no! one bucket void left i don't want to send yes. it back send it no. back no waiter no. i did not no. order this comment no. send it no. back to the kitchen you're you're coming with me on this Fuck journey you. youtube user rc swiss made says one year ago simply where we go one, we go all. Statements from the bucket bucket Wow. Wow. Zing, zang, zong. Smoke of that bong. Here we are in recommendations. Yeah, we're here, Britt. What you got to recommend this week? Holy shit. I watched a film last night. A film? A what film is that? A film that came out just a month or so ago called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. It was incredible. Holy shit. Wow, a lot of people have been telling me that. Like, but like, straight so a up, lot of, a lot straight of... up, ten out of ten film. I've never seen anything like it. It was so fucking good. Like, I can't explain it other than that it's a immigrant family drama that's wrapped up in a uh, sci-fi kung fu film. Okay, and it does everything perfectly. It's one of the funniest movies I've seen in years, and also one of the most touching movies I've seen in years. Nice. Straight up, it's I, cool when you can blend that. Yeah, I have. Uh, when I'm alone and like watching a movie, I rarely like laugh out loud by myself. But there mm. was like a couple scenes in particular where I like almost cried laughing at this film, and then there were a nice. couple scenes where I just cried crying at this film because it was fucking touching. That rocks. Amazing dude. film. Check it out. What do you got to recommend, Spencer? Damn. Okay, that's heavy, man. I don't know how I can follow up enthusiasm like that, but like, okay. I, remind me, I can't actually remember if I recommended Forza Horizon 5 in a previous episode. So. Okay, so that is by far my recommendation. Uh, now, I've been really fucking... I'm sorry, what was this, Foreskin Horizon 5? Yes, exactly. Foreskin Horizon 5. Yes, uh, it's... Yeah. Oh, is it is it about like creating the five skin? Like we've we've got to make something better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Foreskin Horizon 5, five skin. Is, the, is the name of the episode. Okay. <laughs> it's um, so... Forza Horizon 5 is a video game. And now, now here's the thing. Let me preface this by this by saying this. I've been incredibly busy lately. I've actually had barely any time to play video games. But what little time I have had to play video games, I've mostly spent playing Forza Horizon 5 and listening to a podcast at the same time. Mm. It's been very nice to do that. Quite relaxing. Um, 
But this game, it's a, it's a racing game. It's a driving game. It's an open world driving game. Tons of cars, all this Maybe stuff. Maybe you have recommended this before. You've, you've definitely talked about it on the thing before. I, I've talked about you've it, You've talked yeah. about your Rick and Morty car and shit. Yeah, so this is where I have my Rick and Morty cars. It's where I have my Family Guy car. Mm-hmm. It's, where I, it's where my license plate says WWG1WGA. It's where... You know what? I think you have recommended this before. Well, <laughs> okay. I just... I got to talk about it, okay? Fine. Um, I If I have recommended it before, I, I have another recommendation that we can pair with this to okay. make it make sense. But uh, I just... I highly recommend playing that game, listening to a podcast, making your cars look fucking stupid. Um, it's really fun. It's really great. It's been a great way to pass the time. Um, I've Okay. I'll pair this with like just a general... like. My quick takes on video games I've checked out recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, the new one. Yeah, I tried that. I crashed my plane. It's hard. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of complicated things to do on a plane to make it fly right. Yeah, yeah, it's like a real plane. Like, yeah, and not, if you don't not... do the things, you fucking crash. You yeah. fucking die. Yeah, it's not like you hit a button and you go up and you can just cruise from there. It's it's like pilot shit. It's pilot so, shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I a while back, but you know, still relevant. I was able to go back and play a lot of uh, Prey from 2017. If you're unfamiliar with Prey, it's a game made by the Dishonored folks. Oh, that's the Christian Arcane game Studios. where you talk to God, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I've Correct. played I've played the the analog version of that game quite a bit, <laughs> especially before I go to bed at night. <laughs> really good that's really good i like that brit uh pray from 2017 is a pretty cool game here's the thing about that game i tried to play this game before i didn't get into it it's an immersive sim meaning it's like a, you know uh, you can do a lot of stuff it's like a first person action game you do a lot of stuff uh that being said i didn't really get this game i didn't really like uh, gel with it until i heard its original title before their publisher made them take the title pray to make to make use of the ip uh the original title for the game was neuroshock Mm-hmm. And when you know that, and then you play the game, you're like, oh, they're doing a Bioshock. It's Bioshock, but it's oh, in cool. space, basically. Um, basically. But it's, it's fun. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good game. Re- uh, recommended. 2017. You probably get it for really cheap. I got it for free on the Epic Games Store last month. So, mm-hmm. yes. Play that. Check it out. It's rad. Super. Super duper. Also, listen to our Star Trek podcast, because there's some good shit in there. Yeah. Some good discussion. Some good shit. <laughs> We're going to do another stream tonight. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. We'll be should, continuing be up, to do uh, streams every the next week. day or two. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it time for my favorite part of the show? I think it is. Ha 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 bucket joke. Ha 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 bucket joke. Ha 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 bucket joke. Ha 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 bucket joke. Down at the bathhouse, they call me Jason Statham because I crank <laughs> two and then leave. <laughs> I love that. Weird how Keith Urban and Carl Urban are both white dudes. Marketing terms <laughs> led me to believe that word meant something entirely different. Woof. Oof. It's a shame they stopped putting missing children on the side of milk cartons. What are libertarians supposed to masturbate to while eating breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they masturbating while they're eating? Because they're libertarians. I don't Losing, know, man. Using like syrup as lube. Yeah, dude. Trucking, jacking, packing, and jacking. My fetish is that uh, one blue muppet with the weird nose. Oh, turns out that there's an entire genre of pornography just for me. Oh, 
Gonzo. <laughs> I like how you whispered it. Yeah, you're welcome. That's good. Um, I started a new business. I am selling contradictions for free. Cool. I watched Beyonce's video album Lemonade the other day, which made me wonder if Life gave her a video album called Lemons. <laughs> okay. I robbed a Domino's pizza the other day, but once I knocked over one, they all got knocked over. Ah. Uh, Domino I, Masters, now on Hulu. Cool. Um, I made a straw man argument, but since they banned the plastic ones, it's paper thin. <laughs> uh, what do WWE and James Brown have in common? What? Well, both of them spent a lot of their money on The Rock in the early 2000s. <laughs> That's a crack rock joke. I, yeah. 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 James Brown did a lot of crack. That's All tight. Right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll end on him. this one. Uh, for libertarians, an Amber Alert is just a masturbation reminder. Guess what? We got uh, one more thing after this, but uh, let's, uh, before we do that, Spencer, where can we find you on the internet? Spencer.zone. Cool. What about you? You can find me at Dog Vorbis, but you know what? Just go to at a bucket cast and hit me up there. Or you know what? At Soy Trek. Hit me Soy up there. Trek. Yeah, we, we uh, especially if you want to talk about Star Trek, I'm talking about Star Trek motherfuckers all day. We, we be yeah. fucking trekking. We got opinions. We you got trekking. opinions. Let's share our opinions. Blutch. Uh yeah, I think that's that's about it. Hell yeah. I've been Britain. And I've been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head. A bucket cast! Stay greasy bucket, bucket heads. heads. Hey, bye. One more thing. You can't try to get laid or watch people. You gotta go out and get that job. What a waste of pleasure. What a waste of pleasure. What a waste of pleasure. Um, so let me give you some context on mine. Uh, this is a conversation between uh, high on fire and sleep guitarist Matt Pike. And a journalist from NPR. Lovely. Uh, Would you like me to be Matt Pike or the journalist? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, yeah, why don't you be the 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 Matt Pike? Do do a classic Ralph for this one. Okay. Uh, My name is Ralph. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The classic <laughs> Ralph. You do a good classic Ralph. So here's the context here. So. Matt Pike is not necessarily like under fire, but a lot of people have been talking to him recently because he talks about conspiracies a lot. He, he, I, I takes, he takes a lot of like inspiration for his music from conspiracies, but he's hmm. lately been talking a lot about how cool David Icke is. And if you 
aren't familiar with who David Icke is, he's like a super racist dude. Yeah, he's like he's like protocols he's, of the Elders of Zion type he, guy. He is literally banned from the country of Australia for being so anti-Semitic. Like he's not yeah. allowed in the country because of that. We love that. And we, like we love Australia. So it's being like, like don't it's come. Not here. chill, I guess. Oh. Or like they had a recent conversation about it and it was weird and was funny. But anyways, he he likes uh he likes David Icke a lot. But he's like he's not racist. Sure. Not racist. Uh-huh. Says sure. it's not racist. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Whatever. But anyways, let's do it. Ready? Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Matt Pike. Aren't you supposed to be dropping out of life with a bong in hand? Now, there's a new David Icke book coming out on the 4th. You can't keep talking about David Icke in interviews. People will think you're anti-Semitic. Nah, I'm going to keep reading and recommending his books about all the lizard peoples. Matt, I'm getting tired of it. You're going to realize that these conspiracy theories are just thinly veiled bigotry today. (laughs) T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm going to go follow the smoke to the rift-filled land in the sky tonight. Back at NPR, we try to inform people about anti-Semites like David Icke. I'd like you to disown him, stupid. You couldn't disown the side of a barn. What? If this blows up on the internet, you'll understand how seriously people take this stuff. Well, this isn't the internet. I'm safe from hell, the ruling lizard elite. I can't believe you don't understand that this is all about how David Icke hates Jewish people. David Icke hates Jewish people? What a waste of riffs. My name is Matt. Your naive interest in conspiracies makes you a good target. By the end of the day, you better understand why this shit is stupid. See this anti-Semitism? It's gonna hurt people. No. Put down the bong. Lovely. Yeah. Just lovely. Pretty good stuff. Uh, all right. All right. What what are we doing? So my next one is something we've... No, we haven't discussed it before. It has been discussed on uh, our, our sister podcast, uh, Nothing Lasts Forever, uh-huh. the November Rain podcast. This is uh, about something that happened at the 1992 Video Music Awards between uh, Guns N' Roses lead vocalist Axl Rose and Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain. Um, okay. They had been going back and forth in the press for quite some time, and uh, they kind of had it out backstage. So, oh, uh, wow, okay. You can choose whoever you want to be here. I'll be uh, Kurt. All right, you're Kurt. Switch it up. Nah, he, he, does, he talks like this. No. No, right? no, no, no. No, Kurt, Kurt actually talks very, he talks like uh, Pacific Northwest metalhead. Like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, kind of. Hey man, How? not not. He doesn't sound stoned at all. He like he sounds very normal. Okay, that's that's better. Yeah, yeah. All right. about that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you want to switch the pictures real quick? There we go. All, all right. right. Hey Kurt, aren't you and Courtney Love supposed to stop dissing me in the press today? No, nah, there's the 1992 Video Music Awards for. You can't win no video music award. You gotta tell your bitch to shut up. Uh, shut up. Bye. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, let, let's let's restart this whole let's thing. Let's restart let's, this one. Okay. Hey, Kurt. Aren't you and Courtney Love supposed to stop dissing me in the press today? Nah. There's the 1992 MTV Video Music Awards at four. 
You can't win no video music award. You gotta tell your bitch to shut up. Uh, shut up, bitch. Your wife better shut up, or I'm taking you to the pavement today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm nodding off. Man, back in the Paradise City, we killed sissies like you. I'd like to beat you up, stupid. You couldn't slash the side of a barn. If we welcomed you to the jungle, I'd slice your throat. This isn't the jungle. My Courtney will save me. I can't believe I even helped to make you. Corporate rock made Nirvana? Man, what a waste of music. My name is Kurt. God damn it, dude. Your forehead makes a good target. You better stop talking shit or else. You see this Nirvana hat? I'm going to burn it at a concert in Canada. Meow. Where do we go now? <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. That was stupid. Well, I so love it. That's it. That's, that's our it. show. That's go it. fuck yourself. Bye. Eat a dick. Bye. Fuck you.